World War II was a devastating global conflict, and one of its most brutal theaters was the Pacific. Amidst Japan's cruel actions during this occupation, one particularly dark chapter was Unit 731. Originally a research and public health agency, it evolved into a center for lethal human experiments. Today, we're going to be talking about the six unspeakable experiments that happened in Unit 731. Unit 731 was responsible for some of the most notorious war crimes committed by the Japanese armed force. It routinely conducted tests on people who were dehumanized and internally referred to as logs. These experiments included disease injections, controlled dehydration, and biological weapon testing. They would also do this procedure called vivisection, which is a surgery conducted for experimental purposes on living organisms. And the victims for these experiments were not only kidnapped men, women, and children, but they also did unspeakable things to pregnant women and babies that were born from systematic rape penetrated by the staff inside of the compound. The victims also came from different nationalities, with the majority being Chinese and a significant minority being Russian. But in the final moments of the Second World War, all prisoners were killed to conceal evidence. But this was how they did their experiments. It started with a special project, codenamed Maruta. And this special project involved using human beings for experiments. And at this time, Unit 731 was taken over and commanded until the end of the war by a man with the name of General Shiro Ishii. And the way they did these experiments was if Ishii or one of his co-workers wished to do research on a human brain, for example, they would order the guards to find them a useful sample. A prisoner would be taken from his cell, and the guards would hold him while another guard would smash the victim's head open with an axe. His brain would then be extracted to a pathologist, and his body would then be disposed in the crematorium. And another thing about these experiments is that a lot of them had nothing to do with advancing the capability of germ warfare or of medicine. There is such thing as professional curiosity. What would happen if we did such and such? What medical purpose was served by performing and studying beheadings, for example? None at all. So in other words, these so-called medical experts in Unit 731 would torture their victims for fun. The prisoners were injected with diseases disguised as vaccinations to study their effects. They would also deliberately infect female and male prisoners with syphilis and gonorrhea to study the effects of untreated sexual transmitted disease. But now, we're going to be talking about the six most unspeakable experiments that Unit 731 had done to innocent people. Number one, the frostbite testing. So one of the physiologists assigned to Unit 731 was a man by the name of Yoshimura Hisato. Yoshimura had an interest in hypothermia, and so he would routinely submerge captives' limbs in a tub of water filled with ice and had them held until the arm or leg had frozen solid. According to one eyewitness, they said, and I quote, the limbs made a sound like a plank of wood when struck with a cane. 
Yoshimura also tried methods for rapid rewarning of the frozen appendage. Sometimes he did this by dousing the limb with hot water, sometimes by holding it close to an open fire, and other times by leaving the subject untreated overnight to see how long it took for the person's own blood to thaw it out. Number two, vivisections of conscious captives. So they would cut open living people and mostly Chinese communist captives, as well as children and elderly farmers who were infected with diseases like cholera and the plague in order to study the effects of the disease without the decomposition that occurs after death. And in this experiment, prisoners also had organs of their bodies removed for examination before they died. A lot of the prisoners would also have their limbs amputated and then reattached to the other side of their body, while other prisoners had their limbs crushed or frozen or had the circulation cut off to observe the progress of gangrene, which is a fatal condition that happens when the blood flow to a large area of tissue is cut off. And when a prisoner's body finally was quote-unquote all used up, they would typically be shot or killed by lethal injection, although a lot of them were also have been buried alive. Number three, the horrifying weapon testing. The effectiveness of weapons was of course the obvious interest to the army of soldiers back in the World War. So the unit would test this weapon by firing and blasting a lot of the prisoners in a firing range. And the weapons included bolt-action rifles, machine guns, and grenades. They would also use swords and knives, and the wound patterns and penetration depths were then compared on the bodies of the dead and the dying inmates. They would also drop heavy objects on victims to steady crush injuries, and subjects were locked up and deprived of food and water to learn how long humans could survive without them. Some of the times, the victims were only allowed to drink seawater or were given injections of animal blood to study transfusions and the clotting process. And mind you, they also did this to children. Number four, syphilis experiments on the captives. The doctors assigned to Unit 731 infected victims with syphilis and withheld treatment to observe the uninterrupted course of the illness. And to ensure the effective transmission of the disease, syphilitic male victims were ordered to rape both female and male fellow captives. And if the first exposure failed to establish infection, more rapes would be arranged until it did. Number five, rape and forced pregnancy. Other than syphilis experiments, rape became a common feature of Unit 731's experiments. For example, they would forcibly impregnate women captives of childbearing age so that weapon and trauma experiments could be done on them. After being infected with various diseases, exposed to chemical weapons, or suffering crush injuries, the pregnant subjects were opened up and the effects on the fetuses were studied. And the last one, number six, germ warfare on Chinese civilians. The totality of Unit 731's research was in support of their larger mission. They wanted to make a horrific weapon of mass destruction for use against the Chinese population and presumably American and Soviet forces. 
So the inmates of these facilities were infected with several of the most lethal pathogens known to science, such as the bubonic plague or the pneumonic plague. Doctors at Unit 731 aimed to create highly lethal strains of diseases. They carefully observed patients for rapid symptoms development. Those who started to get better were killed, while those who got very sick very quickly were bled to death on a table. Their blood was then used to infect other captives, and the sickest ones were chosen to pass on the most deadly strains of diseases to the next generation. Once the plague bacterium had reached a level of deadliness deemed to be sufficient, the final group of victims was exposed to a large number of fleas. The fleas were then carefully placed in dust and sealed inside clay bomb casings ready for their sinister purpose. On October 4, 1940, Japanese bombers deployed these casings, each loaded with 30,000 fleas that had sucked blood from a dying prisoner over a Chinese village. It is known that more than 2,000 civilians died of plague following this attack. To this day, Japan has not apologized and China has not forgiven the countless atrocities Japanese forces visited upon China between 1931 and 1945. But the horrors of war often lay bare the darkness aspects of human nature. And one of the most horrific truths is the way in which it reduces people to mere objects. The case of Unit 731 is a painful reminder that amidst the chaos of conflict, our capacity for cruelty can lead us to view fellow human beings as disposable commodities, an unforgivable tragedy that serves as a somber testament to which humanity can sink when the specter of war casts its long shadow. And that's it for today's episode, we'll see you in the next one.